Welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob with my co-host, Tina. How are you tonight, Tina? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, just absolutely positive, you know, mm-hmm. being in the rain and all. So they get to guess what day this was recorded on. Um, we didn't get rain here, so. You didn't get no rain? No, the car looks like there may have been sprinkles, but nothing to do anything but muddy up a car. Oh, it's pouring here, like literally outside right now. <laughs> crazy yeah nice pretty pretty crazy yeah it's kind of nice it's it's you know if you like the rain i like i don't mind rain when i don't have to drive in it yeah it's cold though because the weather changed yeah it is colder than a well digger's ass (laughs) which is pretty cold that's what i hear so (laughs) i am well not really me it's more just us but you kind of said something that we talked about doing a long time ago. Like when we first started this podcast, this was one of the subjects that we really kind of said, Hey, this might be a really good subject. And I don't know why we sat on it for so long. Cause we did talk about this literally months ago. I mean, we talked about a lot of shit, but we wanted to talk about sex lives in a long-term relationship because we have both been married and, and I think knowing people <laughs> as we do, you know, those are the type of things that friends talk about or pillow talk with, um, you know, talking pillow talk, like, Hey, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about this couple because, you know, girlfriends talk or whatever guys generally don't talk about that kind of thing, or at least not in my circle, mm-hmm. but, um, Sometimes it'll come up sometimes. Um, There's been a couple of male uh, coworkers that have said something about their sex life, maybe not long-term, but what's going on in it right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, like I didn't think things would be like that. Um, So like me, you know, me, I always like to throw a couple of little stats out or we'll look something up on a web page. This one is mindbodygreen.com. Basically just 10 truths about sex in a long-term relationship and why it decreases. Um, Number one, sex generally improves relationships, but how important is it depends on the individual couple. I would kind of agree with that. Some people Mm -hmm. need a lot of sex. Some need the bare minimum and some not at all. I know people who are super asexual don't need it at all, which I don't understand, but You know, that kind of goes back to the five love languages where I like attention. I like intimacy and I like to be touched. So whether it's sex or not, even if you're just sitting next to me, it's kind of a important part. Right. Uh, uh, Sex tends to decrease in long-term relationships because it starts in hyperdrive. That is probably the biggest truth of this whole thing so far. Usually your sex life starts like an explosion. Of course it's generally going to decrease you know it's like the ups and downs and ins and outs of a relationship right uh it's normal for people to not feel like having sex sometimes yes and i'm going to give some uh some of the things that they talk about on here stress levels yes Yes. (laughs) lack of sleep yes Yes. 
uh, hormonal fluctuations. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, medication side effects. Yes. yes. Um, mental health challenges. Of mm-hmm. course. Body image. Yes. Right. Um, just relationships issues between the couple. Absolutely. And then life changes, a new job or a new baby. I mm, will tell yes. you, I will tell you for sure about the new baby. That's when things changed in my marriage, uh, which I, I, which I hear is quite common. So I don't want to say that it was just me. Uh, right. Let's see. Number four, lower sexual desire can sometimes be related to larger relationship issues. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, I mean, kind of common knowledge. I mean, right. if you're having shitty relationship issues or bigger relationship issues, your sex life is not going to be there. The right. last thing you want to do is have sex with somebody that you're having problems with. Kind of makes sense. Agree. Um, men deal with lower libido too. I think that that's very true. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that men are sexual dynamos and always want it is, is a fallacy. It's probably mostly true, but there are women who have a super high libido. Right. I mean, to the point where a dude has to be like, look, man, I'm tired. Like, (laughs) come on. So I would, I would kind of go down that road that like, I know people of that, that's that happened to as well. Right. Number six people tend to enjoy sex once they start having it, even if they weren't initially in the mood. Well, yes. (laughs) I mean, that's a, yeah, that's Captain Obvious, right? I mean, come yep. on. Uh, number seven, lower libido partners don't need to just do it. Mm. I don't understand that. Uh, no one needs to have sex with anyone when they don't want to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of obviously. agree with that. I think that there's something to that. But I think obviously communication has to come with that afterwards. I mean, if you have a lower libido and you're not in the mood, Yes, we should all be able to say, I'm really just not in the mood. But how many times can you do that before other things? It affects like, the relationship. And then once it affects your relationship, it affects your sex life overall. Right. It's kind of, you know, they're kind of a add on to that. Um, let's see. Number eight, sex doesn't have to be spontaneous. Scheduled sex can be okay. I agree with that. Um, I think scheduled to me, though, would be more talking about it through the day mm-hmm. you know i don't think you should be like uh so tina we're gonna have sex on wednesday at uh let's say 8 26 mm-hmm. that that becomes a little crazy but i definitely think that if you talk about it through the day you know right. or if you're out and about and you feel like being a little frisky saying like oh i can't wait till we get home because I think that that's it's not spontaneous, but it kind of is. But at least you're planning for something. You're planting the seed. I mean, you know, pardon the pun. Yeah, exactly. There's, it's not it's not it's not saying, oh, in 30 minutes, you know, your your mind. It's not saying that it's, it's like when we get home. Right. It's this is uh, what yeah. happens next. Again, I, I don't like it says here, don't put sex on a calendar. <laughs> like I, I agree go. with that. I think you have to be careful about that. Let's see. Number nine, sex is easier when it, it's a shared exploration, not a negotiation. Mm, that's yeah, true. I mean, that's totally true. I 
I think it had there. There's always give and take. I mean, mm-hmm. again, some people are into something, some people are into this lower libido, blah, blah, blah. You have to be able to go and put both of your interests on a scale and kind of go, okay, look, uh, this is important to me. This isn't, we can, we can balance this out. You need to tell me where we're at. At least that's yeah. how I would look at it. And, and again, I think a lot of this is going to come down to communication. I mean, obviously all of it's going to come down to communication. Correct. Uh, yeah. Number 10 sex in a long-term relationship can be hot, passionate and plentiful. Yes. Again, let's go back to communication. Yes. If you're, Absolutely. if you're both playing the same game, you know, one can't be playing hockey and one be playing football. That doesn't work. You know, they're two different games. They're two different, you know, things altogether. You have to be on a level playing field, knowing what it is you're looking for. And at the end of the day, what your lover, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband are, are is looking for wants, mm-hmm. you know, what's your, and then, being able to say, I want to explore this sexual experience. Like, it's okay to say, I, I would like to try this. Would you? And, and come to that agreement of, you know, where you're at, you know, safe words. <laughs> safe words. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean, Rob. Do, no, do tell. <laughs> do tell. So in, in some kind of sex where it is generally, um, uh, more bondage like or being tied up or something to that nature. Um, you generally have a safe word to where you say this and that what they call a scene stops. So it, it mm. keeps you from going too far. So you don't hurt said person. Um, not that I've ever been in that thing, but I do know several people that are actually into that lifestyle. So, and they call it a scene. Y- yes. Okay. Only because that that keeps it to where, I, at least from what I understand, again, I could be wrong. And if someone knows better, please feel free to tell us and come on the show and discuss it. I would love to have that. Um, basically, it just keeps it to where like it, it's still consensual sex. And that's what everyone needs to, to remember. But calling it a scene and being having a safe word gets people out of that. So no one gets hurt because sometimes this isn't between a couple. It's between people who might not know each other very well. Okay. So you, if you have that, and I guess it's very, um, in, if you would go see a dominatrix, <laughs> they, they have that safe word. So again, you don't go too far. I think is more, okay. is more the, the thing when it comes to something like that. And again, I'm no pro at this. I've read a couple of books. So you know, bear with me and bear with us. Like I'm, I'm no doctor or psychologist about bondage sex, but I just know people who are in that lifestyle and, or have read books. I would love to have somebody on here who is a dominatrix. We need to find somebody we can actually talk like very openly about it. It would be very good. So hopefully someone who's listening to this, feel free to tell us. Cause I think me and my friend Tina over here would have fun talking and interviewing somebody from that lifestyle. When, when I was younger, I was a phone sex operator. And um, because my voice is deeper than most women's, uh, they yes. put me on two lines. It was the cross dresser line for men that like to wear women's clothing mm-hmm. and 
the dominatrix, the dominatrix line and the dominatrix line is it's so specific um people's people's um fantasies or desires or what they want it is very very specific so uh in doing that we were trained the, the women that ran that line were trained with the dominatrix so we got to actually visit her working they would call it a dungeon or whatever i said like a studio um and uh she would teach us about all the toys and the just everything there is to know about her business and what she did and how she ran it Mm -hmm. i I learned a lot it was it was uh (laughs) imagine being 21 and not you know at all worldly and all of a sudden you're learning about something that you really didn't know anything about. And it was so taboo and out there. It was, it was a great education, but probably a little too much for my maturity level at the time. Right. But it was very interesting. It is. I, like I said, I've read a couple of books where, and we are going to get to this at some point where we do our sex show kind of, going down the lines of, and that would obviously be under fetishes of some point mm-hmm. or some kind. Yeah. There's a lot of different things out there that we'll have to get to at some point, but yeah. um, so long-term sex relationships. Um, let's see, how, how can we start this since we were both married um, you much longer than me, um, but I was with her about 10 years. Um, I would say I had a pretty natural sex life, whatever you want to balance that out at without getting into crazy categories of, Hey, we had sex this amount of times per week. Cause I, I can't even break that down. I don't remember my head. I've been hit too many times. I will tell you though, that I do remember after my son was born, I just think that your sex life has some kind of issues because small children, middle of the night, tired all the time. It, it, It's the perfect storm. (laughs) Yeah. It took a while to ramp it back up because you're busy. And yes, that child is taking up a lot of your time, but I would say all in all, I had a pretty normal sex life. Um, I know people who have been in a long relationship who have talked to me in not just passing conversation, very, you know, broad conversation that it's not good. Like that they have sex, maybe, once a month, twice a month. Mm -hmm. So, and again, you have to look at the, you know, what we were talking about before, like stress level, you know, there's a lot of things that can, that can determine why, you know, it doesn't happen. What about you? Have you, I mean, let's, besides talking about just you, what about people, you know, because I think that, you know, being a woman, at least from my experience, I think women talk more about that than men do. Well, yeah. And also being a hairdresser, I hear way more probably than most people do on any given day. So I would say it depends on the relationship. Uh, Two of my very good friends have been together since they were teenagers. And although I think that the amount of sex that they have has gone down because of just age and life and things, but they always seem to be in love with each other and and wanting to have sex and and working towards 
doing things together so that they they keep that relationship really fresh and and happy. And then I hear from other people who make jokes about it like, oh, yeah, I give it to them once every couple of months. And I'm just like, really? And you're you act like you're doing them a favor, you know? So Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think that something happens between men and women after being together for a long time. And, you know, the bitterness that starts to leak into a relationship really affects sex. I, I don't know when it doesn't affect sex, when when that I don't know that just the hatred towards each other kind of ruins things or they their impatience or whatever is going on in life that's getting in between them. Yeah. I just think using sex as a weapon is, is, the, not is, cool. the, is the downfall to a relationship. Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're holding it over somebody's head, they tend to go elsewhere. <laughs> right. You know, it's that you're, you're really doing nothing but hurting your relationship by withholding sex. I'd agree it, with that. It, it's your, because someone is going to get to the breaking point of needing intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, and generally people who withhold sex are the same people who don't want to sit on the couch next to each other. Right. One's on the other side of the room, you know, mm-hmm. reading the book while the other one's watching TV you're just planting that seed for having no intimacy at all. And no one just no intimacy will lead to no sex. Yeah. So I think generally people who walk that line of going outside the marriage, maybe at first it becomes just needing sex because I think guys cheat because they're not getting sex. Women generally cheat because they're not happy. I don't think I think guys do it because they're not getting intimacy either. They're not getting the play from the person that they're supposed to get it from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's just the sex. I think that's a huge part, but it's also the intimacy. But I also feel that that's a lot of women's problems too, is they're not getting the intimate stuff that they need. And so they'll go looking elsewhere as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think it's, you know, um, Look, everyone likes to be chased. Agreed. I mean, if the people who say, oh, I don't like that, you're lying because that's the whole point of when you start a relationship, you like the hunt. You just got to find a way to keep hunting or, or keeping it, keeping it um, fun like that. Like you mm-hmm. have to, you know, and we live in a day and age where you can text somebody all day long and keep your relationship fun with whatever that is, whether you want to send pictures to people, whether you want to just send dirty memes, whatever, however you want to portray that there's a way of doing it. So Mm -hmm. somewhere we're losing that, that, um, that art, that part of it to where you're like, Hey, you know, how do I keep this friendly or how do I keep this fun and, and exuberant and get people going? You have to try that kind of thing. If you're not, I think in this day and age, it's too easy to find an old friend on Facebook. And the next thing, you know, you're knee deep in a relationship with somebody, Mm -hmm. whether it's a real relationship or not, you might end up in a relationship with somebody where you're the second person. You're not the one cheating. 
you're the one helping. What and do you mean? So like, let's say uh, uh, I would be the person who connects with somebody who's in a relationship already. So I'm feeding my own thing, getting, getting uh, the same kind of um, reciprocation. She's saying, Oh, you're cute. You look great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm already pushing that too, because I think she looks great, but she's with somebody. So you end up either being the cheater or the cheaty like you, you know, cause maybe I'm not with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's just too easy to fall into that trap because we all you. have, we have a, a phone in front of us that you can just find somebody or yeah. you just end up, or you end up, you know, you've been talking to somebody for years because you're a Facebook friend and you're just, yeah, hey, how's it going? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Like you're staying in contact, whether you're not, and, and maybe you're not staying in contact. You're just, continuing that that friendship and that friendship if one person is looking for something else that friendship can easily turn a different way right so i don't know i just you know so long-term relationships you know i think sex is kind of a um it's a graph right if you're lucky it stays it stays very flat you know with bumps up where you're, you know, you're, you're having sex regularly. You're trying to do intimate things. You're trying to date. Cause I think that's another part of, of keeping your sex life. Great is dating. It's oh, yeah. date. You have to date the person you're with mm-hmm. because it's too, people are always going to look for that as well. People want to continue to date or maybe not, you know, however you want to put it, you have to have that set kind aside of, time. Yes. Because if you don't, yeah. again, I think it's just a kiss of death. You're yeah. you're going to lose your relationship at some point because people like, like I said, you, you have to have time away from whatever your life is, whether you have kids or not. Because mm-hmm. you can't always go home from your job and just go, I had a horrible day at work, honey. And then hear that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go, hey, let's go wherever let's go get a pizza let's not sit in the house yeah i used to on saturday i would call my my husband at the time and i'd say hey let's go to lunch after i get out of work i'm getting out at this time are you free and he'd say yeah let's do it that was that was some of my favorite times with him because it was time where we were just us and we'd go and have a drink and have some lunch and just kind of chill and talk and that was a fun time for me I looked forward to Saturdays when we could do that. Yeah. It's, it's spontaneous, Mm -hmm. even though you may have done it three times a month. Right. Because it's still spontaneous because you never know. But it was almost like special time. Like, yeah, let's sneak away. Let's go do that. You know, we could both, we could both use it. And, and we used it for that. It was, it was a good time. I think that you, you definitely hit the nail on the head though, with your relationship, those, those are moments that most people don't do anymore. Yeah. And I think that that's, that is part of that problem that we're talking about that that affects your long-term sexual relationship, whether people want to believe that or not, it does because people you want intimate that, that time that you might've spent together 
would might generate something for that evening mm-hmm. that you don't even know because well, someone might say something and poof. go ahead. Yeah. You know, with, with us, it was more like that was our time. Like during the week, you talk about what the kids doing, uh, what, what you got to do for the family. You know, it was always like a conversation that you had about obligations and responsibilities and stuff come home from work. How was work? This went on, that went on, you know, it was, it was never talking about us. We didn't do a lot of that, but when it came time for Saturdays after, after the daughter went away and, and it was just the two of us Saturday afternoon became um, a time where we could just be people and talk to our person and not, not be, you know, the husband that needs to pay the bills and mow the lawn and take care of the cars and do all this. And the woman that has to, you know, bust the kids around and go take the dog to the vet and go to work. You know, it was a, it was just, it was like a personal time where we could just talk about things that we saw in the news or just random. My, my ex was notorious for teaching me something. Everything had a, a lesson or science project or, or whatever it was. So we would talk about that, which was cool because I learned things and we weren't talking about the same old crap that was going on in our lives on a daily. It was Mm -hmm. different conversation. It was, it was personal to, to us. I enjoyed that. And and you think that, do you think that actually helped your sexual relationship? I think it helped all the way around. Cause if you feel like, your your mate is enjoying you you want to enjoy them and you want to enjoy them more and then you want to you want to share yourself with them so it absolutely helps with mm-hmm. with sex and it helps get you through the times when life is hard and you can't be that to each other okay what do you think and again not not even you in per se what mm-hmm. do you think is the catalyst of keeping a good sexual relationship. Obviously we already said communication. What, what I think, do you think also spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spontaneity. Cause if you're, if you're looking for stolen moments where it's kind of like, Oh, we could get caught or, Oh, we, mm-hmm. we don't have time right now. We got to hurry. It, it, it gets the excitement level up. Mm-hmm. So you want to do it and you want to try to get away with things and, you know, kind of have a, like where you have a little dirty moment together. That's right. just for the car two of sex. you. Yeah. I love car sex. Yeah. Because it's, you, you just, you just said everything that you talked about. Mm-hmm. It's about worrying about things. It's, you know, mm-hmm. getting caught, someone walking up to the car, whatever it is that there is, there's excitement. And I think that's, the biggest thing, how do you keep something exciting, whether it's at home or on the road or in a hotel room somewhere, you got to keep it exciting. It's kind of like lingerie, you know, lingerie are, is 99% for men. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe a little bit, maybe a little two bit minute less. wear. Yeah. Two minute <laughs> wear. Or these days, you know, bra and panty sets, like, I think that, that that's kind of the, um, the coup de gras for everyone. If, if you're, you buy a bra and panty set for your woman or she buys it, 
and she wears it to work and feels sexy, she's going to want to come home and be frisky. Mm-hmm. So I think that you, there's something to that as well. It doesn't have to be trashy lingerie. It just has to be something that makes your woman feel like a woman and makes her feel like she's attractive, even when everyone else doesn't see it. Yeah. So I, I think that there's, there's that as well. So like, you don't have to buy trashy laundry. It's fun. I mean, who doesn't like a schoolgirl? You know, you. that costume is probably sold more than anything else. <laughs> so I, I get both sides of that. But that being said, I think that, you know, we're visual creatures, men and women, but men, at least from my point of view, you know, I am a visual person. I photographer, I'm just a visual person. So there's part to that as well. Mm-hmm. Most men, though, I think are visual. So, yes, that does help. So, but even <laughs> you could even say, you know, I'm not even wearing any underwear and that'll do it, too. No, exactly. You I, know, that's, so it's like you guys are visual, but it doesn't need to be about visual things. Just the thought of it not being there even works for you guys. Correct. Which I think is yes. fantastic. Yeah, because I think that we're. Yes. We're just different creatures. Men are just mm-hmm. different creatures. So I think there's a lot to be said to that. Um, but there's that, that's part of that spontaneity as well. Like I think that a woman who wears whatever, if she wants to wear a trashy lingerie show, not knowing it's coming always helps a man. I think where, yeah. you know, boom, it's like, Oh shit. All right. We're ready to action. And I also think that like, women showing their sexual drive, you know, I think that showing that, that they're interested or showing that they like, like what it. do you mean? Oh yeah. But, but I think that society in general, you know, subdues a woman, right. Mm-hmm. Guys are always the, the horny one who, who wants to, you know, jump on. Dogs everything. are whores. Which yeah. are- <laughs> but, but to me, it's like, look, it's, it's okay. I think it's okay for a woman to, have a high sex drive and tell you like, that's okay. Like, don't be afraid of doing that. And I think that that's kind of the problem is that, um, it's, I don't want to say it's frowned upon and maybe it's better now. I mean, I don't know about the current generation, but you know, way back in the day, it was like, a, a, a girl generally didn't tell you that she wanted to have sex. She would just go to bed and hope that happened. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe not even our generation. I'm talking about our parents' generation. You know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously, if you look at old TV shows, I mean, they had separate beds. Mm-hmm. So, like, the 50s and 60s, they had separate twin beds. It was a big deal when um, the Brady Bunch, I'd read an article about it. Like, it was a big deal when they when they shared a bed. Really? Yeah, it was like, like a big deal. I mean, I knew that, like, the Ricardos or I Love Lucy – they mm-hmm. couldn't be in the same bed. They couldn't, no. they couldn't um, talk about sex or anything at all. I didn't know that the Brady bunch, that, yeah, that was they, a big deal. They broke the, they broke one of the walls. Well, that's kind of the funny thing too. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone knew about sex, but like they never even said how little, I mean, how did little Ricky come? Like <laughs> they, they were in twin beds. Twin <laughs> you know? beds for sure. Twin beds. So I think the longevity of, of a good sex life as well is a woman being able to say, I want to have sex tonight. 
you know, yeah. and, and not being afraid to say that. Or doing things that were, that are considered like, so I told a friend that was with this guy for a while. She said that she needed to try to, to spice things up. And I told her, cause I had, I had had a sex toy party mm-hmm. and I said, why don't you get one of those, those vibrators that goes in your panties and that's got the wireless remote, hand them the remote. Like, dude, she was so beyond like, where do you, where do you get these stupid ideas? Like beyond, she was appalled at the thought of it, but you know what? Mm-hmm. She tried it. <laughs> she did try it. Right. And then she was a believer, but it's funny how we, even as women will kind of judge another woman for saying something that's outside our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody should get a remote that has uh, a vibrator attached, but, but not attached, get the wireless ones with the real good batteries that you plug in and have yourself a good dinner. Yeah. With whoever you're with. Well, and I think that that is that that's the fun of that. The whole mm-hmm. point of those are being in public and having one person with the control, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and what guy doesn't like a remote control, right? You know, I had a, a the, it was funny because when, um, when I hang out with this group of friends, we, we do a big bear trip and mm-hmm. they, somebody came up with remotes in a bowl. And this was very soon after I started hanging out with them and, and they were saying, yeah, the girls are going to all have the vibrator on in their underwear and they're all going to throw the remotes in a bowl and we're just going to grab a remote and <laughs> try to figure out who Whoa. who's pushing the buttons. And I was like, Oh, I don't think I could do that. They were kidding. Uh, I was very nervous to go to that big bear trip, but I went. Oh, that would be absolutely amazing. That scared the shit out of me. I didn't really. Know. Yeah. And I'm pretty bold, but that was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want just anybody having my. No, but I think that I think the whole fun of that is it's not an all night thing. No, it's throw them all in a bowl and then see what girl can fucking maintain. Not <laughs> not, you know, not doing anything. Right. Because it, I think that's the other thing. It's the guy with the remote and he's like, and, and it's the girl like gritting her teeth. Right. Trying not to be the one who's got them on. Cause then you can always do say something like, hold it down for 10 seconds. And after 10 seconds, you got to let go. And if no one says anything, you go to the next dude and he presses it for 10 and you go down the line until someone <laughs> finally jumps out of their skin. And then you narrow it down to the last two. And you're like, no, 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 no. Now see, now you got like the Olympics going on with those things that we, they didn't even think that far. It was just like, let's just put the remotes in a bowl and see right. what happens. And just think, I just thought, I just thought about that on the fly. Right. Right now, that would be amazing because there's something to that. And again, I think that that's that's a that's a great party trick, mostly with close friends and and talking yeah. about the yes. poor girls. I know. Could you imagine I doing that shit for like for like 20 minutes every, every few minutes for 10 seconds? <laughs> well, Rob, I don't need to imagine. Yes. And it could get quite intense. No. Yes, that, that might be quite intense. Yeah. Talk about gritting your teeth. You might break a, you know, chip a tooth. <laughs> if it's done right. Yeah, exactly. You might, you might, you might need a dentist afterwards. Right. So I think that, yeah, I think you got it right though. Like those are the things that can make a long-term relationship continue to have mm-hmm. longevity and a very, um, 
a very good sex life. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, we talk about it's pretty, it's pretty, to me, it's pretty obvious. Communication is gold, right? You got to be able to talk. If you like sex, you say it. I think from the female point of view, you, you be very upfront about it. Mostly if you, if you're, as your relationship grows at, at 10 years, I hope that you know that you, that you are with somebody who has a high sex drive or wants something. If you Mm -hmm. don't, your partner at 10 years better be writing that shit down every night and putting it underneath your pillow. So when you sleep, you wake up in the morning, there's a note and you both find a way to push each other in the direction of course that you want to be in. Right. You know, I think, I think for, for long-term relationships, what I see or what I hear from women is, Mm -hmm. is they just kind of don't tell their men they're doing anything right. I, I, and I would say that I fell into that category at times in my relationship. Like he heard what wasn't right or what I didn't like, but he didn't hear what he was doing right. And that really does start to wear on a man's libido I've noticed. So like, then I decided that I could be different than that. And so I just tried it out on, on people in general and just said, damn, you look sexy doing those dishes. Mm -hmm. Damn, you look great. Uh, putting gas in my car. Oh, thank you so much for checking the fluids. Now check mine. Like you, if you, (laughs) if you come up with things that are, that are, um, that make a guy feel like a man, then his libido will pop right where it needs to be. I agree. I think there's, you have to push a few buttons every blue moon Mm -hmm. because you're uh, Look, guys like to hear that kind of thing, whether they say it or not. You know, machismo is a is a great thing and a horrible thing at the same time. But they need an ego stroking. Yes, everyone does. Who doesn't like mm-hmm. something stroked? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, whether it's your hair or whatever, like you have to <laughs> push that every blue moon and say, hey, this is what turns me on about you. Right. Because you're right. That ego boost will make somebody put their chest out in the air and their chin up and like they carry themselves different. I mean, I put on a button down shirt one day and my friend was here and she was like, man, you look really good with that on. And I was like, well, shit, howdy. I'm, I want to wear it. Mm-hmm. So I wore it the rest of the day. Like, yeah. and she was like, yeah, you, you just, you were a different person once I said that to you. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because it stroked my ego a little bit. I had a client one time. I said, well, look at you. You need to go out dancing. You're fine. Like just giving him a hard time. Cause everything I say makes him nervous anyway. So, so I, I did that. And he's the next time he came in to get his hair good. I'm like, so what's been happening? He goes, you know, I got to tell you what you did for me. And I'm like, do tell. And he goes, I walked out and I went over to the store. That's just a couple of doors down from where I work. And he goes, I was, I was walking with a little pep in my step. I felt good after you did my hair. And I walked into the grocery store and said, I'd fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. And wait a minute, old lady, I'll get to you too. And <laughs> oh, I was like, man. oh yeah, I'm glad I did that for you. Like walk <laughs> around like that. I think, I think confidence gets you laid anyway. So there you have it. You're on your way. You know, it's, it's, um, it's nice that it's nice to put that back into 
whomever it is, whether it be a man or a woman, like mm-hmm. they need to know that they've got something special. They need, they need to be told they're being noticed. Sure. And I think in a long-term they're relationship, wanted. in the long-term relationship, that is a key. Mm-hmm. You have to continually be able to remind somebody why you're together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and hopefully it's, you know, look, and, and I kind of agree with you with the, you can't pound into somebody all the time what you're doing wrong. Yeah. It's. It, but long-term it's, relationships, they really do that. Or, or I know from what I hear from a man's point of view, they feel that way. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, the only thing that you should be pounding is something else. Hey. You know what I mean? <laughs> so at the end of that, I think that there, there is, no one wants to hear that shit. But I also right. think. I also think from a man's point of view, um, you have to be able to take uh, constructive criticism. Yes. Constructive, Every, but not bitchy. Right. Not, and I not, think for me, I was bitchy a lot of the time. I was bitchy. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I didn't realize what I was doing. And I didn't realize there was a difference. Yes. Um, that's destructive criticism. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, it, it will break it the works. human. It yes. works, but not in the way you want it to. Mm-mm. So, and, and I think when it comes to sex is kind of where I was leading with this is that if, if a guy is doing whatever to you that you don't like, you know, there has to be a roadmap sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, that guys have a, a fucking ego that like, mm-hmm. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this since I was 17. It's like, it doesn't matter. It might have worked on 20 women, but it didn't work on 21. You're right. Everybody's made differently. Everything. Everyone wants something different. Someone touch you a different way. Some people like their shoulders rubbed. Some people like their, you know, the back of their arms touched. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. So I think women need to be able to have constructive criticism and men need to be able to take a roadmap sometimes and read it, you know, you're you're all trying to get to the same place right mm-hmm. you know oklahoma the big o everyone likes the big <laughs> o so if you're trying to get to oklahoma sometimes a map works mm-hmm. and and i maybe and it's just women me. change so much so it may have worked for her for a couple years and then all of a sudden she's like hey i don't like that or i don't want that anymore yep so a, a man cannot win i'm i'm convinced and no, I, I think they can I win. We have, we have to really, yeah. And we have to really be as women, we need to be more open mm-hmm. and we need to say what we like and do it in a way that, that doesn't discourage a man. Yeah. It, I think it has to be something that brings them in. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's okay. And I'm going to use a shit ton of crazy analogies, but it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a rabbit trap, right? It's a rope with a carrot in the middle. And when they step in that shit, it flings it and it catches them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a woman needs to put the rabbit trap out there and just be like, you want to walk in the rabbit trap? Like I got, there's a carrot. Mm-hmm. That, that's the change. It's like, it's okay to, to bring the change on. Like, but men sometimes have to have it beaten into their noggin that, that women change. Yeah. And, and I think it's okay. Like, everyone has to be open to change mostly in a long-term relationship where 
you may be into this, 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 and this, or you get and into then, a rut. You need to try new things. Yeah. And then you might read a book. Mm-hmm. Someone says, Hey, uh, have you read whatever S and M one one No, I haven't read that girl gives the book. It's on your nightstand. You're thumbing through the pages while your husband's sleeping. And you're like, wow, this kind of interests me. This part, not the whole book, but this mm-hmm. part does. You need to be able to go to your husband and say, hey, I read this about, I don't know, being handcuffed to the bed. Mm. And a man be able to go, okay, not, why do you want to do that? Why am I not good enough? No, that's not it at all. I'm just trying to add some sriracha to the soup. <laughs> the fucking the soup is good. I love soup. And let's put a little spice in there. We don't have to have sriracha every night because it gives you heartburn or it gives you wrist cuts from putting handcuffs on. But it's okay to try that. Stop being such an egotistical prick that you think that your dick is the only thing that works. <laughs> That's for sure. Seriously. And, and this is coming from a man. Like you have well, to be able to change on the fly for your mate and vice versa. Men, men don't understand that a woman needs to be stimulated differently than a man does. A man needs to see it. A woman needs to feel it. There needs to be, there needs to be a, a way that they understand too. Like I'm all about, I'll, I'll tell you what you're missing. I'll tell you what I'm wearing. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what I'm not wearing. I'm good with that. But at the same time too, you, you know, men need to reciprocate in a way that, that will turn a woman on. And it's not just, yes. Hey, let me, you want to see more dick pic? Nobody wants to see that. No, right. a woman doesn't want to see that. That's what a man would want to see. Mental stimulation mm-hmm. for a woman. Yes. Yes. Mental stimulation is massive. And I think that, look, men like that too. We're just visual creatures generally, mm-hmm. but I think that we have to change on the fly as well and understand that that mental stimulation can be on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. I know I've had women totally mentally turn me on mm-hmm. with not a picture in the air. Right. So you can, you can do it. You just have to be able to understand each other that your, your girl or the girl you're hunting or the wife that you've had for 20 years does not want to see your dick. She sees it all the time. Well, then I think it's okay though. If, if you're seeing it all the time, it's not a big deal. But if that's, if that's the only thing you're sending, right. You need to change it up. No, no, I agree. I think that, you can't, but I'm saying that that's not the entry to, to sex for the night. You know, right. you're not sending your dick big to her. It needs to be something like, hey, you know, this, this or that, or I'd like to do this, or I want to go to Oklahoma before we go anywhere else. Or send her a song or, or a poem. uh, I don't, I never got poems, so I don't know how that would work, but a song always worked like, like a song that, that expresses how you feel or a song, even if it's like, a song about sex that that you know some there's something in it that's that attracts you send that like yeah good 90s r&b or what about that kings of leon song sex on fire that's a dirty song i like that song send it i i would know 
I would know what you want at the end of that song. Oh, yeah. What's <laughs> that? I forgot who sings. I think Nine Inch Nails, Like an Animal. You ever heard that one? Uh-uh. I like I like to fuck like an animal. Like it's it's like this oh, hardcore yeah, industrial yeah, yeah. song. That's Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Yeah. That's a song to have sex to. Right. And let me tell you, it's like you put on a strobe light in your bedroom. It's <laughs> it's, it's on- like a, it's like industrial sex. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You just put that shit on loop. Just keep playing the same song. I mean, you know, it's only going to last like four minutes anyway, but you at least get through the song and a half. Yeah. I also think too, that women need to quit saying no. I think we were raised and taught like our generation, especially to say no, or you're not supposed to want it too much or, Mm -hmm. you know, you were considered a whore and, and guys didn't want you. And I never understood that because I, I found that the guys, when you acted like that, that's when they really did. So I think it was the way we were raised. And I don't think we need to do that. We don't need to be so you're not perfect enough for me. Uh, you're not doing this or that for me. So I can't because that's, you know, it's not perfect. It, life, yeah. life shouldn't life being perfect. Shouldn't um, be the reason you want to have sex. <laughs> I agree. Well, and again, I don't think that you should. Sex should not be a gift. It shouldn't be a should. It shouldn't be a gift, though. You shouldn't be like, well, I'm going to give him this. I'm going to have sex with him because he got me a bracelet or this. So it's like, no, you can't. Don't don't use it as it's intimacy. You're supposed to want to have sex. Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be work. If if the first thing out of your mind is, oh, fucking I got to do this shit again. Don't you shouldn't be there. No, you should not be there if it's if it's work. And I mean, work all the time. Like, yes, sometimes you're tired. But if it's work five times out of the six times you have sex during the month, you're with the wrong person. It shouldn't be work. It should be fun. It should be intimacy. It should be being able to touch each other and not have sex, whatever it is that floats your boat and tickles your pickle. You have to be able to do that for each other. And often. As often, often. as you can. Mm-hmm. And again, like intimacy, you, sex can start from holding hands if you do it right. Yep. Just we got to get the, we got to get to that point where it's understood on both sides of the fence that it's OK to want it. It's OK to have sex as often as you want. And it's OK to say you want it. And, and be able to tell your significant other, like, look, I'm missing out on sex. Don't use this against me. Don't, if I rub up against you, I don't want to hear no 20 times before I yeah. hear yes. It's like, look, we're, well, you don't want to be here then. It's, mm-hmm. you have to find a way there it or find out the what the problem is. Yeah. It stops the game. It, it, it makes the chase stop. It completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm takes it to nothing to where then what happens people are going elsewhere or mm-hmm. you know they're just getting bitter and living in separate rooms who wants to be like that not one person no nope. not that i know okay. i that's just a horrible thing i don't want to be in uh, again once you get older older i can understand sex kind of falling off that's okay but the sex should fall off to intimacy Mm-hmm. whatever that is. Like, I want to sit on the couch with you. I want you next to me all the time. I want to have my hand on your leg, whatever that is. It, but sex and intimacy, I think run hand in hand, but if you're using it as a weapon 
like you said, when some woman says, Oh, I'm going to give it up this month. It's like, Hey, you're, you're in this relationship for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Don't use that shit as a chess piece. It's like I'm going to do this. Cause he's going to do this for me. It's like, no, that's, it's wrong. I don't know. I that's my, that's what, that, that's what I think. And, and that's what you think. And that's what we think. And uh, just so you know, we're not doctors or any of that fun stuff. So take this with a grain of salt. Um, if you really have issues at home and you need to see a therapist, go do that. And uh, just say these crazy podcasts told me to go see a doctor. Hey, you want to hit him with something <laughs> special there, Miss Tina? I do. I want to tell them about our worldwide podcast that's now in 14 countries 31 states in the U.S. and uh, we're doing really well on our downloads, guys. We're we're uh, happier than we thought we would be doing this. So please follow and subscribe to us. You could reach us so many different ways: uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple. Apple um, there's so many ways I was looking up trying to help a friend get on it. So no excuse, check it out. Yep. Uh, th- please subscribe and share. We, we really want to get this up and popping. Uh, we're doing well, but I'd like to hurry up and double what we're doing now. So please share this with your friends. Yes. It's uh, quite interesting what we're doing again. We're going to start hitting people up just so you know, you're probably going to be getting, Uh, messages from us to continue to subscribe, continue to listen. We also have an email address now. It's uh, Delta Golf Tango Tango W-I-S-T-E-D. So don't get this twisted at gmail.com. You can email us there. We're going to start an email list. We want everyone communicating with us. We want more people on and to listen. And as always, this is an opinion show. So don't get it twisted. We're just friends talking. We're not medical professionals, but we like to play one on television (laughs) until next Wednesday. Like always, this is what we like to do. I am Rob for my co-host Tina. Thank you very much. And we'll see you in a week. Bye Tina. Bye. Bye.